Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. Well, this was uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it's uh, worth mentioning on this I know. Uh, podcast of record that uh, Jim Neighbors passed on. When you walk through a storm, hold your head he up He had a pretty long run. I think he was 87, 89, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I remember when, he first, when I first saw him on the old Andy Griffith show. He would come on and he was, go away! And he was this kind of hayseeky guy. And that was a funny enough character. But then the twist was that he also had this tremendous baritone singing voice. Right. Which which was, it went against type and, and expectation, and that made it pretty fun. Yeah. Now, do did I collect a bunch of Jim Neighbors albums? Did no. You? Oh. Walk on. I just, I just, I think that style of singing is corny. Yeah. I mean, I, he was good at it though. He, he was good at he, it. No, yeah, he, he made it. He really brought it. And yeah, I was never a fan of his either, either uh, acting or or singing. But he just seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, but and I mean, we, this, this, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're saying the same thing. But yeah, but I, I. Uh, I, I remember putting together a compendium of Jim Neighbors' uh, endings, song endings. Oh, that's it right. Was, I remember that. Just just the final crescendos of the song, because they all ended. He was always doing big <laughs> songs like The Impossible Dream and and uh, uh, If Ever I Would Leave You, stuff like that with huge finishes all the time. Because I guess he knew who his audience was, and he knew how to please them. Okay, so as we do this podcast right now, my wife is not here. She is off with some relatives who tricked her, I want to say, into going to gingerbread house making class. <laughs> Let's build a gingerbread house. A gingerbread house. A gingerbread house. Let's build a gingerbread house. Yay! That sounds oh. fun. You know what? I if it was me, uh, I would rather go to a paint drying watching class. Oh, I mean, I can't think of anything more deadly, you. boring than going to work, how to learn how to make gingerbread houses. All right, let me lay this out for you. First all of right. all, the very first thing you got going on is you've got candy. Yeah, it's it's right there. So well, that's you're, fine. I didn't say it was a gingerbread house eating class. But but the I'm, point I'd is you can you can snack while you're building. There's there's no bad there. There's Look, when you're building a house, you can't eat half the lumber. <laughs> You'll never get that thing done. So what is it about the gingerbread house? 
Is it the fact that it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a girl activity? Are you feeling a little well, above you know, it? Is well, it? you know, we've talked a lot about this uh, yes, men I and know. women and I know. stuff in the workplace. I know. But there, I think it's legitimate to say there are activities, whether it is whether they are learned or if they are just built into your the way you're wired as, as whatever gender you are that uh, that you're more inclined to want to pursue than others yeah. I, I would just I would just think that it's building it's there's engineering involved again there's candy involved I think I would have thought all those things would have appealed to you no well no no I just I don't have I don't. you ever built a gingerbread house even when you were like a little kid did you no We'll I, see. I would build, I would build a fort. Some <laughs> unless it was a gingerbread house that was big enough for me to get into, I'd be interested. And but then we'd keep make sure girls didn't come in too. You know. No girls allowed. One time we bought this gingerbread house. I think we got it at Costco, and I think our assumption was that it was plastic. Uh, and so I stored it for the winter out in the shed we had where we put all our holiday stuff. And I go back there the next year, and I get and the the entire house is pretty much gone. There's like two uh, neko shingles left, and maybe three gumdrops, because uh, the mouse the mice discovered this house. They and, were uh, clapping their little paws when you they, when you stuck yeah. it into storage. That the pure <laughs> definition of eating someone out of house and home. That's what they did. They ate the whole thing. And it was a pretty big gingerbread house. Oh my gosh. I, we just didn't know it was real. Or maybe it was maybe it was plastic and they have They thought it was real. Yeah, they they're, maybe they're the dumb ones. Speaking of that sort of thing, speaking of crafts. My late father-in-law and I think you met him a time or two. His name mm-hmm. was Bert. Yes. Hickam. I have a couple yeah. of birdhouses still. Oh, that, that's exactly what I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, he built those I, little birdhouses. They they are tiny, and they're not even really functional birdhouses. They're, they're Christmas tree ornaments. So they would be perhaps a tenth of the size of a real birdhouse. I they're actually tiny. have one real birdhouse of his made out of rocks. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. I'm talking about these that the I gave tiny. him the idea of calling them Bert houses. Oh, right. Which, which he, he didn't actually get yeah. for a while. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Why? What would he say? No, Pat. They're not. They're bird. No, it's not Bert. It's bird. No, no. See, it's a play on your name, Bert. So funny. I'm I'm playing him to be dumb, but he wasn't. But but he was. Oh gosh. He wasn't a real. He wasn't a very complicated or sophisticated guy. He grew up in Kansas. Uh, He's right out of the book Grapes of Wrath. Simple folks Mm -hmm. came out west looking for work. He found some, so he had the entire rest of the family move out from Kansas because there was work out here. And he worked, uh, among other places, at Boeing, which, of course, if you're a longtime Boeing employee, you call Boeings. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but he, uh, so so he he was he could work with tools and power tools and build things. They weren't. He wasn't a fine craftsman. But they were adequate things that he could build. Mm-hmm. So he knew his way around power saws and things. But as he got older, you know, he's in his 80s, 
and he lived to be 95, uh, he would be, I would be working with him in, in these birdhouses because they're so small. He'd be cutting these pieces of wood into rather diminutive sizes. Right. And and I'd see his fingers oh, getting no. close to the whirring blade, and it always scared the crap out of me. Uh. And uh, so, but so he would build these little tiny ornaments, and he'd you know paint them and everything, and he'd work diligently at it for hours. And uh, so one time he probably had thirty of them, and my wife said, "He said, well, I don't know what to do with these." She said, "Well." Why don't we take them? There's a, there's a show. There's a, I mean, a, a an arts and crafts, yeah, uh, sa- yeah, sale going on down the street, and let's put them up for sale there and and see how they do. Well, that'd be great. What price should we put on them? I was thinking about uh, twenty dollars each. Oh my god! No, no, no. You can't get twenty. Nobody's gonna pay twenty dollars for a tree ornament that looks like a birdhouse. <laughs> And, and so, so we negotiated back and forth, and we finally settled on the price of two dollars and twenty-five cents, which still was too much. And I well, thought he make, that sounds I thought like he should make him a buck, but you know he worked hard on it. Yeah, that, that sounds like re- a reasonable price. And and so we we take him to this place, and every time I talk to him on the phone or I'd run into him, he'd say, "How's the how's sales going?" And I go, you know, I don't know for sure, but I'll go down and we'll check. So we, we go to the place, and they haven't sold any of them. Oh, maybe, maybe oh that breaks my heart. <laughs> Broke our heart, too. Oh. So what 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 would you do if you were? I know what you did. I, I have a feeling I know what you did. Well, what I would do is I would, like, like my niece does the same thing. She has her little craft bazaar. And all the kids yeah. have, and the and these these are awful. They're horrible. They're <laughs> they're horrible little ha- handmade things by these kids. But you yeah. just you go buy them because they've made them. Can't buy me love. I would, if if it were me, I would have, you know, and it were my, I'd call you and say, Pat, can you just go down and, you know, like, get three or your friends and go buy a few of these? Well, you know, you're, that's exactly right. But, in fact, we bought them all ourselves. Well, but did he know so, you did? Because that, that no, no, the no, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. that's what and, I mean. And, and so we would tell him, and, you know, there there are lies, and then there are these kind of lies. Right. Um and in and the lie was, Pop, you're not going to believe it. Aww. What? We sold them all. Oh, we you're did? so yep. sweet. You've got, uh, you know, whatever, you know, $2.25 oh. <laughs> times 30 is. And so we give him the money. He's elated. Oh, that's good. so sweet. He said, well, good. That takes care of that. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh. Because now he knows <laughs> these babies are hot. Oh, no. They're in demand. They're in demand. So yeah. he goes, takes a... 60 of them, oh, 70 of them, 80 of them. And, uh, and we just, oh, man, this really backfired. And so we're continuing to buy these things. Oh, no. And we can't keep up. Uh, and, and, you know. Yeah, and he's probably just, like, kicked it into fourth gear. And he's. Raison d'etre for him. This is his cause. He's a blazing factory now. Up at dawn, doesn't go to bed till midnight, cranking him out right. factory That's style. What oh, that, my that God. So we, uh, you know, finally he, uh, you know, he passed away. Finally, finally the uh, 
the craftsman is gone. The factory so, but is, now been we, we literally have we have a couple of huge boxes filled oh. with these brands. Oh, and, and, can I have some of them? I'll buy some of them from you. How would you like a thousand? Of them? <laughs> well, well, how much? Uh, a dollar uh, for a thousand. So, but we always we so we don't put them all on our tree. But I always keep one out because it's it's a good one and it has the original price tag on it and it's hanging on our tree right now. Oh, I think that's so sweet. I think that's sweet. Thanks. Pretty cute, pretty darn cute. The ornaments hang gracefully upon the boughs of green. Each one holds a memory from Christmases we've seen. Memories together, you and me. Well, I will take some from you if you want to part with any of them. Okay, I'll, I'll throw them in the mail and, uh, and, you, and you'll... You'll get them. Yeah, that would be good. I, I got. I, we have this collection of Santas, mm-hmm. uh, of various sizes. Santa bowling, Santa. There's a Seahawk Santa. I mean, you know, it, 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 people give us those because they, they think, uh, oh, they they have this Santa collection. Not well, not really. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'm gonna have to take something back. Oh, good Lord, <laughs> we got enough of them now. I think some of them you did give us, actually. But that's true, though. You, you, when you see, like, I have a girlfriend who um, has a. I think I don't see it anymore, but she used to have a snow globe collection. So every year, oh, yeah. so I'm thinking. Yeah. So I bought her one this year, and I thought I maybe should ask her because I wonder if she's just every year opening this gift for me, going, "Oh, for crying out loud, seriously." Yeah. Another snow globe? I don't know, but it is an easy thing to assume that if somebody has more than one of something that they are now uh, a a collector of sorts, doesn't necessarily mean they want more. They may have plenty. Yeah, you're right. When you go to visit somebody, you you try to look for right. You know, information looking around. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you you know my ridiculous collection of Felix the Cat stuff. I've got you a couple of those because I just think that cartoon was so. Both charming, but also mainly I, I like it because it was so lame. Felix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Felix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. You'll laugh so much, your sides will ache, your heart will go pit a pat. Watching Felix the wonderful cat. But you don't Which... want any more Felix the cat stuff. No. No, I've got Felix the Cat hats, crap, uh, T-shirts, crap, figurines. Um, um. So uh, I, I've gotten you a couple of the Felix. I know I've gotten a couple of those, but I've stopped getting it because I thought, is he over it now? You don't. Yeah. You're over. Or it, you're right? thinking, you know, you're, I'm just enabling this guy's sickness. So no more of that. Yeah. I don't really so I don't, collect anything. I am not um I, I'm not a or do you think is there anything you can think of? I can't think of anything. I mean I'll do I, I books. I love books, but Yeah, that's always a good bet with you. Get um, get you a good gar- book. Gardening. I, I think I I think I know the general sort of of topics and, and you're you're kind of a Oh, do you? Do you like you like biographies? I think, right? I do. I love biographies. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of my bent and mm-hmm. and book, history books and things like that. I just finished one, in fact, called Richard Nixon: The Life by a guy named John Farrell. Tremendous 
you know, I've always had this thing about Nixon. I just think he was so such a contradiction and such a weird. Yes. But brilliant figure at the same time. I must and tell course, you, uh, b- before you go on, I must tell you that uh, I just watched a, f- a really interesting documentary with uh, Robert Redford, uh, the All the President's Men Revisited. Fascinating documentary, uh, not only about the movie, but about that time. And obviously- I saw that. I saw that show. I loved uh, that movie. I re- really revisited good. that movie yeah. again. Really, really great. good. So, yeah, for those folks listening who, who haven't seen it, uh, it's just uh, it's called All the President's Men Revisited. It's a really fascinating documentary. Um, What's so interesting is that it doesn't seem like it was that many years ago, but uh, there were really it's really the story of two intrepid reporters for The Washington Post right. pursuing this story that doesn't get much attention at first. Mm-hmm. Quite a contrast from all these 24 hour news organizations today. Very true. Uh, Something like that. I think uh, the the book I read starts, you know, from Nixon's early years. And there are some times when you're reading it and you say, oh, this reminds me of the man who's in the White House right now. Mm-hmm. This this kind of hatred of the press mm-hmm. is very familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the idea, idea of being secretive, this mm-hmm. idea of having enemies. Uh, and really, and and oh. and rep- retribution for his enemies. It's one thing just to have enemies, but to exactly. want to to you know bury them is huge. Now Nixon was not. He didn't have the benefit of, or the lack of a benefit of Twitter, but uh, he did decide to record many of his conversations in the White House, uh, in, and it would be voice activated. So he would would know you didn't have to hit a foot pedal or something to start mm. the record. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, arguably, the biggest mistake he made was not destroying all those tapes uh, before they were subpoenaed. I could and, never figure that out. I, 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 and I'm not. I don't believe. I, I think if I needed to become a criminal, I have a, I could have a criminal mind. But that's the very first thing I thought you, was. You know, you do, you do have a criminal mind, and I, and I, I, could, I salute that. you for that. I, but that's what I. The very first thing, if I'm in trouble, I'd figure out how to destroy the evidence. What, well, why? people were a lot of a lot of his people were telling him too. And why do you suppose he didn't? I think for him mainly it was that the reason he was recording it in the first place is because he never thought he'd have to give them up, and he want then he would cherry pick the things that would demonstrate uh, what a great president he was, how he negotiated with the Chinese, and oh, you know, I see. So it was basically so... to burnish his own uh, his own history mm, ultimately, ultimately. and he thought this would be. A, you know, and he could turn it into to books and things. But uh, anyway, that that's neither here nor there. But it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's called Richard Nixon: The Life. Well, I bought you. Named, oh, go ahead. Guy named who? Uh, that's all. That's all. Guy named who? John A. Farrell. Okay. F a r r e l l. I bought you a really. I hope you don't already have it. That's the problem with you is you get your hands on books before I can ever give them to you for gifts but i have one this year that i'm going to give you for christmas that i think you're going to like and i'm not going to tell you what it is i am currently reading a hillbilly elegy uh which has been on the bestseller list for well over a year what Uh, and it's a hillbilly elegy i've never heard of it and and i and it's it's written by a fellow who's now uh, a lawyer but it's about his how he's growing up uh in very rural circumstances 
by a fellow in his early to mid-30s named J.D. Vance, and it's a memoir about uh, the people that filtered in and out of his life as he was growing up in uh, both Ohio and Kentucky, and how he uh, rose above that. And, and he doesn't disdain the people that he grew up with. He loves them. Uh, but he talks about uh, that whole business uh, of this kind of forgotten people. Uh, and it came. the book came out during this past year uh, when Trump got elected, uh, before he got elected, in fact. And so it, it really resonates with some of those people that uh, that uh, the current president appealed to and why. It is really a great book. It's still in the top ten. It has been for well over a year. So that's what I'm reading right now. I've just started it. But uh, pretty cool. So it really has everything to do with real Americans. And uh, if you're looking for stories about Jed Clampett and Jethro, you're going to be disappointed. Come and listen to a story about a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. I got a bunch of stuff out here I want to just at random, okay. if it's okay with you. And I know you have a few things, so I won't. I have an addiction to something. And I'm trying, whether I'm watching movies or TV shows, commercials. I have an addiction. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. But I think the first movie I can remember uh, where there were they used a lot of familiar songs was The Big Chill. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. It was populated with oldies and, and songs of the of the era, uh, in, which was something of a novelty for a movie. Movies generally made their own soundtracks. You know? Correct. Yeah, they would have their own uh, compo- music composed specifically yeah. for the film. Yeah, and there might have been a few, uh, few original parts of this movie, but it was mostly songs of that era mm-hmm. of the, the big show. Well, since then, uh, TV shows, a series, mm-hmm. uh, mini movies, movies themselves—they all, many of them have uh, familiar songs in them, mm-hmm. or sort of familiar, and commercials do all the time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll be sitting at home now, and I'll be watching, uh, I don't even remember what commercial it's for, but it's the one where Doris Day is singing, I love you, a bushel and a peck. (laughs) You do that really good. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck, a hug around the neck, and a barrel and a heap, a barrel and a heap, and I'm talking in the And I I said, what is that song? So... I don't know if you have this on your phone. Shazam. You know what that is? S H A Z A M. Free app. Oh, so and you're you you you've launched the app. It listens and then tells you who sang yeah. it and what the song is. Yeah, you can be in a restaurant. And right. You, you, That's what handy. Is that song? Oh God, I'm I'm addicted to it now. I do it all the time. I can't watch a film. And just watch the film. I have to, if there's a song and I don't, oh, who is that? I, mm-hmm. hmm. Or I've never heard it before and I really like it. Yeah. I, I have this uh, this weird addiction to Shazam, which can be irritating to my wife, for sure, when mm-hmm. we're watching a movie together. I try not to stop the movie, mm-hmm. but if it's just a snippet of a of the song, I'll say, excuse me, I'm going to rewind that again, pick that up. <laughs> and, oh, man, it's driving her nuts. And I and, and I got I need to go. I need to go to some kind of a clinic 
that deals with this addiction. This is a new one. Now, is this um, is this impacting your life in any way? Is it? Uh, I think it's great for my life because so now you I don't, get to satisfy you, these. Yeah, then it's not an addiction. It's a. It's okay. Well, it's a selfish addiction. I mean, it's 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 only making me happy. I don't think it's making my wife happy. If I'm in a restaurant with somebody, I'm getting the itchy twi- trigger finger. I try not to use my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't look at messages and stuff. And we've talked about this yes. before. You look to restaurants and you see everybody mm-hmm. on their phone. But uh, but if there's a song and it's just going to drive me nuts, and I got to remember who that, find out who that is, or I sort of know who it is, I can't think of the name. I want to download that song. Man, I, that Shazam is magnificent. What a neat tool! Wow, free plug. Shazam. Yeah. Plus, it gives me a chance to tie this back to Jim Neighbors. Shazam. Now I wish there was a thing where you're watching a movie and you see an actor and they, you could hold your phone up, your camera phone to the image, and they can tell you, oh, that was Leonard Jenkins. He was a character actor in the 1930s. That That's the app I'd be looking for. They used to have that. Uh, what, uh, it was a, a, a movie, uh, not an app, but it was – um, gosh, I, I, I'll look it up while we're talking, but it would have little uh, annotations in the movie, like little known facts that would pop up. Oh, yeah, up. those, little, wasn't those it called, little bubbles. Wasn't it called Pop-Up Cinema? Yeah, but that was built into the pop broadcast. Pop-Up Cinema, yeah. 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 So those, why? Those, yeah. I like that. I did, too. But, that, but that's, not, that's not something you could do yourself, unless I'm wrong. It was something I know, that, but don't you think that's a little bit easier? Then you don't have to do nothing. You could just you well, know. yeah, but if, but uh, you got to find the right movie. That, now, that Amazon, if you stream Amazon, I, and it depends on if you're using the Fire TV or the Fire Stick, I forget which it is. But if you pause the movie right at the bottom, there will be a bar of all the actors in that scene, and it'll Sweet. Tell, and it'll tell you their names. Yeah, well, then and you know, sometimes I just can't stand it, and I'll go. I'll get uh, I'll Google the the title of the movie and it'll bring you the full cast. I do cast the same thing. thing. Yeah, I do that. So these these are, and I was thinking about this the other day. Back when we were on radio, we would have contests of various kinds where you'd pose a question. What is? Um, it could be anything. You know, who won the Heisman Trophy in 1967? And it'd be a contest, and the first person who knew the answer would win. Now with Google and all these other information services on social media. The the contest is not predicated on what you know anymore. It's how fast you can get the answer. I know. Contests are, would be pointless anymore on radio if yeah. we were still on radio. I know. Exactly. It's, I don't know. But how it was they, funny. I, yeah. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. We would have these silly contests, and I would make up. It would be a contest like, what is that smell? <laughs> that would be the question. And, yeah. And then people. People would would call in with, "Is it the smell of of uh, feet after someone has run a marathon?" And then we would say, "Nope, that's not nope, it." You know, no, you're close, but no. You're close. But, yeah. And then we would finally put, make the winners an answer that was really funny that we liked. <laughs> and then all they'd win would be a stick of gum. Remember that? And you had to come to the station to get. <laughs> yeah, it. we weren't gonna mail it to you. So we never had to give anything. Oh, away. that's very funny. Love, love that stuff. So that that's what I'm addicted to. Um, we uh, oh, 
I there's a guy I ran into uh, here in town where we're we're living most of the time now, and he is also from uh, the uh, Seattle area, and uh, nice guy. And I got to talk to him. And we went out, had a beer one time. Then we took him and his wife to a restaurant, and it just, we just hit it off. They're really really fun people. And this guy told me a story that got he told it so well that it got me really laughing hard. <laughs> Here's the story, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this. He told it, well, I hope I can do any justice to it, because it's been a while since he told it. But he, And, and I, I, I started talking about when, when my kids were little, we would go to this restaurant called Racks. I don't think there's any left in the Northwest. There might be a few in Kentucky, Ohio, maybe. Well, Rax did it again. Now you can make your own mini sandwiches with cold cuts and sandwich breads right at the Rax Lunch Bar. Mini sandwiches and chef salad. New for summer at the Rax Lunch Bar. R-A-X. Do you remember that? I don't. What kind I think of a restaurant a, was it? Was it fast well, food or was it? Was it? Was a, it was a lousy restaurant is what it was. But was it fast oh, food? Yeah, kind of fast food. And we oh. didn't, you know, we were... We were pretty modestly uh, strapped for income in those days. So we would, on Sundays, whether we went to church or we didn't most of the time, but we would go out for breakfast. And this was really cheap. And you'd go out and it was a self-serve place and you'd go up and they had those sneeze guard things on there, you know, and you'd, there's the eggs and there's the, and there'd be a, usually a guy standing there that'll make you an omelet and there's waffles and all that stuff. Well, like we we would go there like every week, and the food wasn't great, but it was cheap, and the kids liked it. So one time we go up there, and there's a woman, an older woman, standing at the, uh, you know, across from us, looking at the food, and she's reaching in to the food, like she's grabbing a sample of the of the scrambled eggs with her bare hand. <gasps> eating a little bit of it, then oh. licking her fingers, oh my God. and then she go, then she goes over to the next thing. Maybe it's bacon. She's sampling stuff with her bare hands and then licking her fingers. Oh my God! I immediately wheeled around. I, uh, Patty and my wife and the kid. Come on, let's go. And we never went back there again. We just immediately left. What is wrong with people? It's finger licking good. So I'm telling this story to this guy that I had met, and he said. One time, my wife and I were at a, one of those all-you-can-eat places. And I don't know if they still have them that much. But in, when you're a college kid, uh, they were great because you would go yeah. in there. And you, you're starving anyway all right. the time. And but you can just shovel yeah, it in. Seven and bucks, I could never, and you could keep yeah. going back. And then you could even stick stuff in your pockets. You know, well, you weren't some, supposed to, but no, yeah. you're not supposed to. Yeah. But you can stick some salami down there, pieces of cheese, <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. So he said we we were in this all you can eat place, and this couple comes in, and I don't mean this to to be uh, derogatory of sizable people, but mm -hmm. these, to put it bluntly, these were fat people. They were just obese. Yeah. It was a man and a woman, and they waddled in. Well, how do you think they got? that way it, well there you go the buffet. so they, they waddle in the guy despite himself as he and his wife are eating he can't turn his eyes away from watching this couple they go over and they come back to their table and their plates are just loaded oh with food God. i mean it's piled it's piled so high it's spilling off the plate mm -hmm. and so they and then so they eat an entire serving of that and then they be, get up again and go and load up again. 
with everything. Mm. There's macaroni. There's uh, cold cuts. Oh there's dear. Cheese. There's and there's fried chicken. Oh my gosh. And so this woman comes back, and she's especially got a big plate of fried chicken. I mean, it is, it is practically touching the ceiling. <laughs> if, if they had a skylight in this place, it would have gone out of the building. That's a good visual, Pat. That's a and good she visual. Sets it, she sets it down on the table, <laughs> and a big old chicken leg rolls off the mountain oh, and no. goes all the way onto the table. That's kind of like and the meatball on top of oh, old Smokey. Spaghetti, yeah. On top yeah. of spaghetti. On top of spaghetti. On top of spaghetti. All covered with cheese. All covered with cheese. I lost my poor meatball. I lost my poor meatball. When somebody sneezed. When somebody sneezed. Okay, so, oh, don't so, tell me what's coming next. So then the husband oh, no. grabs that, that, by now liberated leg of chicken and begins cramming it into his mouth. And the woman that he's with says, What the hell are you doing? That's my chicken leg. Well, it fell off your plate and there, you got plenty anyway. You put that back. That was mine. Just because they fell off the plate doesn't mean you can have it. And they get into this huge fight. Oh, my God. And my friend who's telling the story, he starts laughing. He can't help himself. It's so comical. They're just in a fight like one of them is going to starve. You know? I particularly selected that leg of chicken, and now you've eaten it. And now I can't have it. Well, you've got a lot of other there. It's not like there. There's not. They're just getting more and more of a fight. And then it's fu and all of this stuff. Oh my God, that is the funniest Finally, thing ever. Just, and my friend is laughing at these people, and they they're they're hurt by it. They're offended that he's laughing. Oh. So they they leave the restaurant in a huff. Oh. And so oh. the manager of the restaurant comes over to the guy that was observing all of this, and the guy my guy says, "Hey, I I I've got to I've got to say I'm so sorry those people." left your restaurant. I couldn't help laughing at him, and that was not right, and I'm really sorry. Oh. The manager says, you did us a huge favor. <laughs> Those people come in here all the time. We are losing so much money on these people. I hope they never come back. Oh, my God. That is Freaking hilarious! Oh yeah. my gosh! The way, the way I don't think I told. Oh you. my gosh! Was, I'm God. crying. That is so yeah. funny. O only in America, you know. Only in America. Right. Oh goodness. <clears throat> um, we um, made a trip over Thanksgiving. We went up to Seattle, and we unfortunately didn't get to see you. And I know, there. and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I still feel badly about that because I I really wanted to see you. I was just I was so exhausted. And had so much work still to do. I could tell that yeah, I so. I just thought I can't I do not I can't get it together to go see you guys. And it's not like you were that far away from me. I just that's just, I that's just being honest. My brother was supposed to meet us too. Come come down. We've stayed at a downtown hotel for a couple of nights. Yeah, we the brought same place in, always, right? We we yeah, it's called the Mayflower Park Hotel. It's a great Beautiful. old hotel. 
I love it. And we brought in food this year. My wife didn't have to make the turkey dinner. We we bought one. Yeah. Make you know from a one of those grocery stores, and it was very nice. We had a great time. And um, but this hotel, as nice as it is, it was not a dog friendly hotel. So we we travel with our dogs everywhere. But this time we thought, let's don't bring them. Uh, let's 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 and I don't want to ever take my dogs to a kennel if no, I can help. No, I don't do that. So you told us about yes. this place called rover.com rover.com it's a great online place to find um licensed well i guess they they're screened not licensed screened yeah. dog care givers who who will do a, an animal care i mean not just dogs but they'll 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 babysit you know some people will have yeah. cats or whatever and and they they're screened and they also some of them have to go through training and first aid and right. yeah it's a really nice service i think well well, I we we got a, a young lady that came and and it was important for me that she stay here. I mean, and that's yeah. hard to find. Most of these dog rover dot com people have other real jobs, you know. So right. that that she didn't was extraordinary, and she was happy to stay here mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. That's what we wanted. That would have our dream, and turns out she could do all of that. Yeah, that's great. And, and did did a great job with the dogs and everything, because one of our dogs, the older dog Elliot. Is not doing real well right now. He's got uh, dog diabetes, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to go into this or I'll start getting all weepy. But when we left him, he wasn't seeing very well. Mm. And when we got home, he's completely blind now. No, you're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. No, I'm not. Oh. And uh, he's got cataracts, and uh, it was just, it just. He's bumping into stuff. He's tumbling downstairs, and so we oh really got to watch him now. But the good news is uh, something I didn't know. I knew you could do it with humans, but I didn't know that you can get dogs can get corrective surgery for cataracts. It's not cheap, but it's possible and it's doable. And uh, they say that after surgery, uh, driving the dog home, he can already begin to see again. Really? Is so it is it akin to uh lasik like you and i've both had where you just i I don't know that much about it basically it's the same that they do for humans now i remember my my great aunt had these enormously thick yeah coke bottle glasses right you know she couldn't even go out in the forest in the summertime because i'd start a fire (laughs) but they were that thick but um but now you don't see that around much anymore. No, you don't. It's correctable. Well, but and, I, think, and I had no idea. I think part of that too, though, is that the technology for eyewear has also come a long way. You don't even need. You don't have to. You might still need those kinds of lenses. They just don't have to make them that thick. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. But uh, so this, I, so we just I had no idea that you could do it for dogs, and then we find out it is, and and that it's feasible. Oh, and that, I'm so and glad so to hear they, that. They, well, we'll see how it goes. When are you doing got, it? When are you doing you know, it? I, I don't know, but they they take your old clouded lenses out and and, and they put um you know artificial lenses in mm-hmm. new lenses. That's amazing. Into, into eyes, yeah, and so uh, even if they could just get one eye, yeah, working that that'd be great because it, it's heartrending. He, oh, we have to. Poor baby. You know, last night I let him outside to go pee and stuff, and and I he and he got lost. It was dark and he got lost. Well, Pat, why are 20 you? 20 minutes looking for him. Why didn't you have him on a leash? He's blind. Well, why didn't there's you? No ex- 
There's no excuse for not having on a leash, except that we understand dogs, and you know this, dogs' uh, eyes are kind of a are kind of an ancillary benefit to their senses. It's all about their nose. That's and so true. He could find his way back in the house all the time when That's he couldn't true. see. Yeah. But that last night in particular, we couldn't find him. Oh. He was gone for 20 minutes. I was running around with flashlights, trying not to panic. Yeah, boy, and that's and, hard, and worrying isn't that it? He'd wander in, that he'd wander into to traffic. The street, or, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, he, needs, anyway. he needs a seeing eye dog. <laughs> I'm a seeing eye human, I guess, for him. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so well, I'll keep you up. Good luck with that. Yeah, I, that's very um, interesting. I hope hope he's going to be I okay. have a, I think I have a wonderful imagination, but I my imagination cannot conceive of life without him so um we're we're gonna pull out all we're gonna pull out all the stops to yeah even even if we can get him around around for another year yeah good for you i know it's hard anyway my point was that we were talking about Mm rover.com so here's i want to know what you think about this when they when you go on rover.com and there are other such services like it Mm -hmm. wag i think is one Mm mm-hmm they, they, you'll see a description of the people. There'll be maybe some uh, reviews of them from mm-hmm. other customers, mm-hmm. their price range, mm-hmm. and there'll be a picture of them. Mm-hmm. And and I realized I've got a prejudice. I Every time I saw a picture of a guy, <gasps> I said, nope, nope, I don't know. I, I want... do the same thing. Now, why is that? I don't know. But what... I just think guys are irre- comparatively irresponsible and won't take as good a care of my dog as as a as a woman would. Now, and see, I, you, and you're I think... you're resisting it for a completely different reason than I am. Well, you probably don't want a guy in your house. When I you're don't gone. want a guy in rummaging around in my underwear drawer while I'm gone. Yeah, and that's and that's the first thing they're going to do, of course, when you leave. <laughs> no, exactly. Head straight for the underwear drawer. But I will say this: you're right. I typically will. Um, overlook them i but my last dog nanny was a guy and i i was just really impressed with uh i did a phone interview with him i was really impressed with him he was very quiet responsible um not creepy plus here's the other fact he was married and Mm, i got to and they were a young couple and and he did it work and so that meant he could work from when he was at my house he could work from home okay okay see those are all good things now those are all good things but yeah. mostly, I see guys that aren't married. Yeah. Uh, and 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 there are all of these little factors create a, an unintended prejudice. They do. At least for me, and I and I thought, why am I? Why do I feel that way? Now let me ask but you I, this: Would yeah. it make a difference if you knew whether he was straight or gay? Because I'm ashamed to say that if I knew if he was a gay guy, I'd be like, yeah, come on in. Yeah, I agree. What I, is and that I, about? I I don't know. I guess for me, it'd be more like he, he'd be more like having a girl because he'd be more sensitive and attentive. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just stereotyping exactly. generally. But, but the, that, yeah, I mean, all you have to go on are, you know, your, your initial impressions because you don't right. know these people. Exactly. But, but it's really mm-hmm. important for, uh, this girl. She came to our house. She, you know, we interviewed her, but mostly I wanted to see, how is she around the dogs? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, they just loved her immediately, and so that <laughs> that made good. points to me. Yeah. And then, and then she has Elliot has to have a shot twice a day, in, insulin. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she said, "No, oh, she has a nursing background. She worked for a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great." And then 
and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but it occurred to me on the day that we were leaving, hey, wait, I'm not going to give Elliot his morning shot. I want to watch her do it. Mm-hmm. And she's got to prove that she can really give him the shot, mm-hmm. which, she, which she passed in flying colors. Did a better job of it than I do. <laughs> nice. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, but I, uh, I just wanted to talk to you about why I have that thing about given my druthers, I'd rather have a woman – I know. In charge of our dogs. I, and I they're think like, it's, they're I, like your kids. I think it's. You know? an, I think would you it's hire? An, a, would you be more inclined to hire a woman to babysit your kids than a guy? I think it's an honest thing to to talk about the fact that we do have some built-in prejudices. We do. We're human, um, and not everybody would admit that. And I, I, that's why I'm glad you said that. I'm the same way. Uh, th- people may give me a pass because I'm a woman and say, "Well, naturally, you're going to feel more, um, you know." non a woman would feel more non-threatening to you but yeah. regardless it doesn't matter uh we still have those prejudices when it comes to um roles that men and women fill in this society and 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 a man can be just as wonderful of a caretaker uh and love dogs just as much as a woman or, or kids Absolutely, too of course. so it is interesting i think to know that yeah you're still like yeah i know that we know that we know that on on an intellectual level but there's the sort of emotional thing that goes on when you're like well if i have to choose and they're my babies i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the chick every time yep i and think you it's might interesting get- you might get very, very burned by that, but uh, mm-hmm. oh, you have I, to predicate it on something. Yeah, yeah. I had a crazy chick who who came and watched my dogs, and now this guy that I have isn't crazy. So, yeah, that it disproved my theory completely. Well, and it also beats having a relative do it. Uh, even if you're willing to pay that relative, uh, just get get somebody. Don't 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 let a relative do it. They they'll let you down. That's my. Uh, that's been my, our uh, experience anyway. Oh, really? Oh, maybe the first time they'll be fine. Then they'll get more, a little more lax, and uh, I don't know. I hmm. just uh, one thing I found with the the people on Rover dot com I've been using for a lot of time. These people really love animals. You you don't find somebody on a dog sitting site that's like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of dogs. But well, if I can make a few bucks, but yeah, I if I can make a few bucks, I'll come sit with them. No, these people generally love animals. So yeah, that's okay. if somebody shows up for an interview and your dog comes up to them <laughs> and they go, yeah, yeah. I dated he, someone he like bite? that. He doesn't bite, does yeah, he? Yeah, I dated yeah, someone like that. Yeah, yeah so hey, they're little little signs. Before we go, um, can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. Okay, so you are. Um, that was the question. What would you? What would you rate yourself? How would you rate yourself in terms of your... Um... Ten. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I should have waited. Well, it might be the same when I finish, but how would you rate yourself in your uh, handymanliness? Handymanliness. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I think... De- does it depend on on what it what what area is covering? Because I have an electrical question for you. Well, you 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 might as well uh, pose a religious question to an atheist because I uh, I I just and, and I think a lot of guys will say this like oh, I'm not very handy. I mean, you don't see many guys or women say 
man, am I good. I am they really do. I meet all kinds of guys that go, I'm, I'm uh, a maybe, great handyman. Maybe they're, maybe, maybe they're pros, but if you're not no, a pro at it. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh, no. My, hey, girls, won't you gather around This ain't what I've been putting down. Yeah, baby, I'm your handyman. And my father, God love him, was about as maladroit at fixing things and building things as it could be. So we weren't exactly learning at the hands of, uh, of a craftsman. Of a master. Yeah. Well, yeah. so have uh, you, okay, or, so. Or did or he, for that matter, so. I'm, that, I'm, that can be a. I'm pretty yeah, go good. Ahead. I'm pretty good. I've learned a lot since I bought my house, and I was lucky enough to be dating a guy in, in construction, so he taught me a lot. Uh, he taught me how to drywall, how to fin- mud finish, how to set tile. That's, that's what it is. You gotta have you gotta have uh, somebody skills. that's willing to tutor you yeah. on these things. And, and I never had how to change out outlets and how to change out fixtures and ground the outlets and all that. And I had a whole house to do, so I. I oh, I'm terrible. At least when it comes to electricity, and I told you this before. If I got to change a lamp or something, mm-hmm. I not only will I turn my own power box off, I'll turn everything off. But I'll also go to the neighbors. And make, would you turn all your power off for about ten minutes? You know, it doesn't. Thank you. It won't hurt you. That's the first Why? thing. That's the first thing he taught me. Is he said, "I want you to touch a live wire. It's not going to kill you, but uh-huh. it'll it'll scare you a little bit, and yeah. you'll feel a buzz. I just want you to get used to what it feels like." Yeah. Now there's a boyfriend for you. I love you so much. Here, touch this hot wire. Your heart's going to start going again in no time. It doesn't do that unless you're touching 220. You don't want to touch 220. 110 is nothing. 110, you'll go, why? I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but it's not. I don't even like people shuffling across the carpet and touching your <laughs> finger. That hurts. And, and have you ever did that to the dog by accident? Like, you go to pet them and you, you zap their nose. I've had Quince look at me like, well, what did I do? And I'm like, oh, honey, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry so what's your what's your question that I won't well, be able to answer? forget it. I'm not going to ask you now because no. I know my wife. Apparently, I know my way around it more than you do. But I, I actually think I have to call an electrician because I'm bad. You are actually are very good because you do take precautions and you turn off the power box and well, here's the breaker. What, here's what drives me. But I what, don't. But I don't. This is what hurts my feelings is is then I get on YouTube and, uh, you know, like uh, how to, uh, I don't know, uh, p- uh, put in a dimmer okay. switch. Right. So I get on YouTube mm-hmm. and I, I think I'm a reasonably intelligent person, but I don't know how to do a dimmer switch, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So I'll get on YouTube and there'll be mm-hmm. a guy on there. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you got to do <laughs> is you make sure that you got your ground wire here. And I think... This guy is the dumbest sounding guy I've ever heard. He can, but he can do a slider. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he can do a different switch. That's exactly right. And my, my, that's always been my motto. You know, my motto is dumber people than me are doing this. People stupider than I can do this. So well, they're probably why, people that have been shocked a lot, too. That's why I tackle a lot of the stuff that I tackle. And I don't always, I fail. Oh, no, you lot, do a but, great job. You really do. But you're right. It, 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 if you don't have the benefit of a tutor or mm-hmm. someone, then trial and error is it. Yeah. So uh, I, and I, and I'm, I'm scrupulous about measuring and remeasuring and measuring again uh, because I've made too many mistakes where I got hasty, mm-hmm. I wasn't patient, 
And that's when you make mistakes. But we've, you know, we had craftsmen here working on our house this for a long right, time. Right. And there, there are good ones and there are lousy ones. That's they have true. no more business being in the business than I do. That's very true. Well, you may, your general knowledge may be able to answer this for me. But I was changing out a wall sconce. Don't don't get your hopes up. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't turn off the power because the the trick is you never touch both wires at the same time. You touch right. black black to black, cap it off. Touch white to white, cap it off. Um, uh, nail down the neutral, and you're good to go. Well, something happened. One of the caps popped off, and uh, there was a little small flash of of fire. The <laughs> <laughs> big pop, and. And, and I'm fine. Nothing happened. But now, now the whole thing. I can't. I don't know if I've, if I've effed up the actual sconce and have to buy a new one, um, or if I, I don't. There's no. I don't. The breakers. The breakers fine. Uh-huh. Ah, you know. See, you uh, you know. <laughs> I don't even actually... know. I'd have to look at it first before I could give you a definitive. I don't know why I even bother. Never mind. Hey. Hey, hey, before we leave, I got to tell you one more thing. All right. Speaking of, you know, sometimes they say, if you don't know how to do it, get somebody to do it I'm for you. I'm calling an electrician today, so I just yeah. thought I'd try with you, but I, I should have known better. Yeah, well, that that will make you feel better about calling somebody that really doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> but I was out of town, and we're still moving furniture around all the time. And uh, and so I'm out of town, and there's there's some really heavy pieces of furniture that I couldn't do by myself anyway. And I just hate asking friends and relatives. Yeah, I know. Me. I hate that, too. Just such an imposition. I know. I like to help other people, but I don't do it myself. I know. I, it's hard to just, ask for help, and I don't know why that is. So my wife wanted some furniture moved, and she said, hey, I know he can't do it by himself, so while he's out of town, I'll take advantage. And so she... And I don't have the names exactly right, but basically she called a place called the Hunks Moving Company. Of course she did. And it was like on a website. (laughs) And there are pictures of these these, uh, guys that look like Chippendale, you know, guys, big bodybuilder. He said, you want stuff moved? Hire a hunk. I'm just a hunk, a hunk. She gets on the line with the woman uh, to, to set this up. And the woman's like, what time would you like the hunks to arrive? <laughs> and, and she has, you know, like you, she's using the, that language the, the whole time. The branding. Okay, she's got to keep I'm, branding it. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, how many hunks would you like? Would you <laughs> like two hunks? Three hunks? <laughs> and the wife, oh and I think two hunks probably would be good. Okay. And so she's really selling it, like saying the name a lot. So and and uh, and you see a picture of their truck, and they've got one of the, like those cartoon big fat muscular arms, yeah, drawn on the driver's side of the truck, yeah, so that it looks like there's a big huge arm sticking out. In, oh, in that's there. cute. Yeah, okay. so they're really into it. This the hunks. Yeah, hire a hunk if you need stuff moved. And she said. You've got you've hired these hunks for an hour. If they finish early, you can ask the hunks to do anything else you Ooh. might want. Ooh. I said, "Oh, okay. wait a minute." Yeah. Well, so so the the hunks are scheduled to come at two o'clock. Pretty soon, there's a knock at the door. It's two o'clock, and she swings the door open, and there is a 
<laughs> short, dumpy looking guy. <gasps> oh uh, man! And the, guy, and the guy puts his arms out and says to her, "Not what you were expecting, is it?" Oh, <laughs> which I loved. That's awesome. I loved what? the deprecation of that. <laughs> And she said the other guy was just kind of a skinny-looking guy. Didn't look like he could lift a toothpick. But she said these guys were great, and they wow. they lifted her. And they, she said they were great. They were they were quick. They were good-humored. And but that that opening line, not what you were expecting, was it? That's actually just, really brilliant. So here's what you you must suspect that they don't really have any hunks at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that, uh, the, the but that's how the they, yes, that's what gets how, you to, yeah, you, makes yeah. You, you make the call, and that's that's actually very smart. Well, I'm and glad. My we, wife, as they're getting ready to leave, they move the heavy furniture and stuff, and my wife remembers, oh, wait a minute, I have them for an hour. I, she said, I can have them do anything else I need done. So she says, oh, before you guys leave, uh, I have some uh, bunch of pine needles and stuff in the yard. Could you rake those up? The guy said, uh, "No, no, I don't. I don't care what that woman told you. We're not. <laughs> we are out of here, lady. Bye, bye." For listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.